Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening to the show, thanks for checking it out. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking the writer review, saying a few nice words, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it's deserving of so and uh that will help propel the podcast into the tops of those itunes charts which will make the uh the podcast more nationally and internationally visible helping strangers find the show and ultimately it's a it's just a direct contribution to the sustainability and the growth of this thing so if you if you have a few minutes it doesn't take long at all appreciate the hell out of everybody that's already taken the time to do so i appreciate anybody that's just tuning into this thing thanks for checking it out we got a killer episode of the podcast uh really awesome hang with a band called the get ahead from here in portland oregon and um i'm stoked to get into that chat and and share um some tunes of theirs from their new record deepest light and we will get into episode 164 momentarily also you can check out the dan cable presents youtube channel features a bunch of in-studio performances and live show performances there's a short documentary on there that i put out last year on a band called tribe mars from here in portland and uh, you can click subscribe there as well and you will be notified when new new videos have hit the feed dancablepresents.com is the central location to find everything the new episode gets uploaded there as soon as it's available on Friday. And um, yeah, it's just the, the easy way to find everything. And um, you can hit me at Dan Cable Presents on Instagram. And uh, that is where I'm most active about sharing shows going on here in Portland or letting, uh, letting you know who maybe the upcoming guests are of the podcast, things of that nature. Uh, speaking of shows coming up, we got some cool stuff going on at the library this coming weekend. On uh, If you're listening to Release Day, we have a killer show. May 31st, it's going down. Sam Densmore and his band with uh, Boots Void. So both past guests of the show are uh, co-headlining that one. It's the first ever live Boots Void show with Joey Harmon, who's a tremendous musician. It's his project. Uh, killer musician here in portland so really looking forward to that and then uh tomorrow night june 1st uh we got meta and uh and cave clove that's going to be a killer show and uh next week on june 7th i've uh, put together this hip-hop and r&b showcase uh tons of killer artists on the bill elton cray harvey bird um complete who i featured a track from on last week's episode and uh just added to the bill max 91 who was uh, a former guest of the podcast unfortunately jason undefined had to uh 
had to bail from the bill, but I'm uh, hoping to put something together with him in the future because he is killer as well. So that's June 7th, hip-hop R&B showcase kind of thing going on at the library. And then the following night is uh, is Blue Crush. And um, I'm spacing on who else they are playing with that night, but that's going to be killer. Uh, Blue Crush is awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing them there on the, the 8th. And other than that, just uh, June 22nd, I'm doing a DJ set at on the patio of Growlers, the library. The Growlers there on uh, on Hawthorne, the Growlers tap room. Going to be uh, playing some tunes out there. Going to be playing a bunch of, I don't know, R&B, some funk, some hip-hop, some, uh, some indie rock. It's going to be pretty spread out. I'm really uh, looking forward to it. I'll, I'll do like a two-hour set out there we're doing a happy hour uh, and uh from three to five on june 22nd so come through it's cool it's uh it's a kid-friendly place for any folks that have kids as far as like the patio situation and even inside they have um other things on beer besides uh other things than beer on tap rather um like kombucha uh, a health drink that I enjoy quite a bit, a nice probiotic for your body. Um, but uh, aside from that, they have some some dope food carts on the patio as well. Thai Tacos is there. Thai Tacos is really rad, super good food. So uh, come through, come hang. It's uh, it's gonna be rad. DJ set. I'm gonna be playing. Um, I think about 50% of the set is gonna be local music. So that will be. Also very cool. So um, come come hang out. See what's up with that. I will keep you uh, posted on all of these things. So just, uh, you know, follow on one of the social medias and, and I'll, I'll make sure that you are reminded of all these things going on at the library and, and elsewhere here in Portland, Oregon. But uh, what else? What else? I think that's it as far as calendar dates for now. I just got back from a killer Memorial Day weekend with my friends, got to celebrate the wedding with my man Kurt and, uh, and his wife, his new wife that he's been together with for, for forever. Uh, very, very cool. Very cool weekend to spend with some people that I've known, some friends of mine that I've known for, for 20 plus years, most of the, the core group that was all there. And, uh, I don't know lots of like a cool weekend to reflect upon that and uh how cool it is to know somebody for that um period of time and get to really grow up together and and see see the people that we continue to become and and grow into and whatnot and uh i got to give my first best man speech and i was uh i was a little i was a little nervous about it to be honest i was uh i was doing a lot of revisions a lot of revisions to that speech, even an hour before the wedding. I, sh I wasn't really sure what I was going to say. And uh, my buddy Ryan, he said, dude, what are you doing? What are you, what are you stressing out about? Just go up there and, uh, and speak. You know what you're doing. And that's what I did. I just bailed on, the, uh, I bailed on everything I had written the last few weeks or like the days leading up to and whatnot, and, and it went well. It made me want to do stand-up, to be honest with you. I got some laughs. I got a few laughs, and I'll tell you, that feels really good when you're, you're standing in front of a room 
full of people and you're getting laughs but uh yeah it was rad it was a it was an honor to get to be a best man in somebody's wedding i feel like that's uh a very special moment in uh that we got to we got to all have together so yeah just feeling feeling very fortunate for my incredible group of friends that i've known for so long as well as uh all the new ones but it was just a killer weekend and uh it's just always non-stop laughs with that that group of folks and uh it was definitely something that's very very refueling you know a weekend i feel like i i just got to kind of hang out with my friends and and not not do a whole lot aside from that so um which brings us to this episode of the podcast man this is such a fun hang with this group because you can and we we talk about it in the episode but you can just tell this group of folks that that makes up this this band called the get ahead they're real tight and they love spending time together and um they're really cool fucking people i had such a good time hanging out we've we've uh we've had the chance to talk a little bit before some shows that uh that we've all been a part of and whatnot and uh you know just always nothing but good vibes from from those interactions and always enjoy chatting with them but uh this is the first time that I got to spend like a good amount of time just just hanging out when we weren't at a show, and uh, it did not disappoint. This is a fun conversation. I'm I'm really stoked to to share it with you all. Um, this band is unreal. They're amazing. It's uh, the level of musicianship in this band is is pretty pretty terrific. Everybody in this band kills it. You got Danny holding it down on the drums. And Sean throwing it down on the bass. There's so many cool grooves on this new record, Deepest Light, that they just put out. So many cool grooves. The rhythm section just crushes this whole thing. And then you got Angie, who's just like, not only destroys on saxophone, she also uh, kills it on the strings as well. And it's always fun to, uh, to watch her play for the live shows because she's kind of bouncing back and forth between instruments so it's very engaging to watch that and uh she also jumps in on the harmonies as well so she's she's getting a lot a lot done up there and then Juliet and nathan just have these these powerhouse voices that are referenced in the in the episode that um will just blow you away and it's a it's a lot of fun to uh to see it all happen together and nathan's also like an incredible guitar player on top of being a really bitchin' songwriter and and uh and vocalist he's a crazy guitar player and you can hear it all throughout this record so just top to bottom this lineup of musicians is amazing and uh, the amount of fun they have together seems to come out on stage and uh i encourage you to check out their music this is one of the coolest live shows that i've seen in the city is is this band like if you if you like soul and rock and roll and and r&b this this is the band to see and uh for all for all you people that are familiar with this band you you know what i'm talking about and uh 
you you know what the uh how much fun these live shows are that they put on and if if you don't know you're about to you're about to get introduced to it so we're gonna we're gonna get into this episode um i'm gonna put all the links in the uh in the episode notes so you can follow the get ahead i will put their instagram handle on there and um their their website link will also be there all their music is available on on the uh the streaming platforms and uh D- danny lets everybody know that that's uh, a thing you know throughout the episode he mentions it a couple times he'll remind you that uh deepest light is available now and uh i you should check it out you should really check it out if you enjoy the three songs that we feature on the on this episode make sure you check out the full record uh there's there's a song that we talk about called uh it's the last track on the album it's called peach tree and it's such a beautiful performance of this song so definitely check out that check out the whole record go back to the ep prior too because some of my favorite songs are also on uh the mind is a mountain ep which they did with son little who's this amazing artist check out his stuff as well but uh there's lots of music and uh we're gonna kick it off with uh the first track off of the get ahead's deepest light record we're getting into episode 164 this song is called sister cities let's get into it 4440 miles across an ocean dark and deep Do the cherry blossoms bloom in a soft and sudden spring? Are you sitting writing thinking the same thing? Used to be life moves so slowly I felt I was the only one of my kind Today I look around, you're the only one I'll tell Anymore I do not recognize or know myself How can it be that I have grown so fast? I only see a silhouette of my past And the architecture of the new shadows I cast Sister City
140 miles across an ocean, dark and deep. And welcome to the Dan Cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking with these idiots. <laughs> love it. Love it. Aye, aye, aye. Are you all ready to yeah. just jump yeah. into yeah, this thing? We got it on our system. The Get Ahead fam. Stoked to uh, sit down with y'all and hang, and, hang and, and get to know a little bit more about your band. Yeah. I will say that... Uh, I feel like this is a long time coming, but I feel like it's a great, great time to do it with your, your new Deepest Light record that just dropped. So I feel like this is good timing. And I don't know. I have I have bands on this podcast for different reasons. It's always because I like their music and I, I've tried to keep it very genuine in, in that way and only talk to folks that I feel like I can talk genuinely about their music. But uh I'm stoked to have I'm stoked to have you guys on because <laughs> thank you. you're one of my favorite Portland bands, Aww, and I think man. there's just a a level of uh, a level of professionalism that you all seem to play with on stage that uh, that is quite good and uh, <laughs> quite Thanks. inspiring. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just stoked to to hang with y'all and and dive into your new record. But uh, I don't really know much about the band. You know, yeah, I came across. You all like a couple years ago, kind of ended up d- collaboration with this Doug Fur thing with Camp Crush and right. Foxy and Lemon for that that benefit mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. that Camp Crush put together, and that was the first time I got to see the band. I'm just very blown away, and uh, it met all the hype. You know, I kept hearing about <laughs> hey, this Get Ahead band. <laughs> but those, uh, those guys are pretty awesome. Yeah, How'd you all? Uh, how does this thing get going? Because I know that there's there's the music the that kind of yeah, like I know there's music that kind of tracks back to like maybe like 2012. There's some yeah, stuff that's that available. Three, three of us here, Sean and Juliet and I, uh, were making music back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to, Juliet and I got together first, and uh, not together together at that time, but got together to to Write work some on music. some music. We really wanted to start a soul band. We both really liked a lot of throwback soul bands, um, which is funny because we actually like, a couple of the first songs that we did were like a Dolly Parton song in a in a kind of more of a throwback soul style. But yeah, we were singing in we were singing in a kitchen together one night, really really drunk at a party, and uh, you can edit that out in post, right? We don't want the kids hearing that. <laughs> we no, were you don't, don't edit. <laughs> we were just that, we were having a good time started, so. in a kitchen, and we found ourselves singing together. And then we just started talking about wanting to get something going. And Sean had been playing bass around town and guitar and mm-hmm. in bands a lot. And Sean's been Juliet's bud for a long time. So since '99, back yeah. in California. I yeah. feel like when I watch Sean play music, it makes me feel like he was in. A lot of punk bands and stuff growing up. I still am. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Growing up. Still working on that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so the three of us started getting together and writing some music and pretty quickly found a drummer at that time and and a horn player and hashtag Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. So many stories out of Craigslist. I'm yeah. always very blown away by yeah, the, the reliability of, chance of Craigslist sometimes. Casual, <laughs> casual, casual encounters. Encounters. <laughs> I chanced on a casual. Looking for. Um, and then when do uh, when does Angie and, and Danny enter Danny, the picture? take it away. Yeah, so um, <laughs> speaking of Craigslist, I saw yeah. a Craigslist ad, and I was looking for uh, 
a new band. Um, I, I've been playing drums for a long time, and um, they jumped out pretty quickly as a band that looked like they had their stuff together. We're doing a lot of really cool things. So I jumped in. Um, and then what, about a year-ish later? About a year later, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We moved practices to our house that we just moved into, and so I sat when in it, with the band. When Angie says we moved practices, she we n- did not know at all that she played much. <laughs> I mean, Danny I did. Would, but Danny <laughs> would tell us like. But Danny says Angie, a lot of things. Uh, Angie, <laughs> plays, <laughs> Angie plays some in, some some instruments. <laughs> um, and then so just one day at a rehearsal, Danny was like, "Angie might want to come down and just sit in for a minute." And we had um, <laughs> recently not we, had a horn player. Yeah, we moved on from our horn player. We wanted to try going in a different direction. And Angie came down and like halfway through the first song that she played, we were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just such a huge, um, huge shift to have somebody like. Thanks, Danny. Th- thank you, Danny. Yeah. You would think he's, Danny's, he's the lead singer. <laughs> I just <laughs> never get a microphone, so Danny's I'm re- so excited to finally have like, one. This is not moving. No, no, just like I'm reminding me to hold the mic to my lips. That's, yeah. a, that's odd. I just always uh, like when there's someone else in the room that does it for me. And I don't <laughs> have to be the one. Please, please just put that right up to your mouth. It's strange to hold a microphone in conversation. Yeah. It's really it different. Is. It yeah. is. You got to get used to it. I'll, for get, sure. I'll get used to you it. You should hear what you sound like in the on. headphones. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, I don't want to. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, Angie came down and played, I think, sax first. Yeah, it was sax. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, like, we didn't even yeah. know about violin for yeah. a while. And then it was like, Secret bam, violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how long uh, had Danny been playing with you guys before Angie started jamming? Uh, a year or so? Yeah, about a year. year, year oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's been yeah. on for a while. A while. Yeah. So and I had Angie, plenty of time to like yeah. hear the music and kind of get a feel for it. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, I much prefer her on stage than in crowds. Well, I so. get the free drink tickets now. So <laughs> that's <laughs> the main reason. Yeah, well worth it. <laughs> were you always interested in, in kind of seeing if you were a good fit for um, what they were doing? Not necessarily. I mean... I had played in bands a little bit in the past, like when I was in college. Um, And, you know, I never thought of it as like, I kind of thought of it as like, this is Danny's thing and I'm supporting him. And like, I really liked the music a lot. And I think it was just kind of like over time, I felt more kind of connected to it and started to get to know these guys better. And yeah. Felt more comfortable maybe also like. But I also was like kind of hesitant to like jump in and. Mm -hmm. Um, we weren't once like, she started though. No, <laughs> like yeah. we were just I mean, like, like yeah, like literally halfway through a song, we were all like sold to <laughs> yeah. be yeah. a part of this band. Everybody's now. just like, what yeah. the fuck? You just been sitting here exactly. the whole time, yeah. holding out. On <laughs> and then when she's like, I might want to play violin as well. We were like, oh, right. all right, sounds great. Yeah. And so, I feel like Angie was still a little nervous yeah. for a while. Yeah. It took her, but now it, it seems like she's come out coming out of her shell a lot more on stage. Yeah, too. it took like, a while to feel comfortable, and um, yeah. I always th- like I'm the newest member, but I was thinking about it. It's been. Oh, it's been four years. It's up yeah, four, years. four yeah. years. Yeah. So we've been yeah doing it for a long time. Yeah. So what's the what was the first release as this lineup as the of the band? Uh, that was the last EP. Mind is a mountain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I came yeah. in like right after Volcano was recorded. Um, so it was fun album, but yeah, Mind is a Mountain is the first one with all of us. And mm-hmm. we took a really good, a, a pretty long time to release that. Mm-hmm. Also, there was a <laughs> mm-hmm. lot involved in. Mm-hmm. We were in negotiations. Put that thing up in to your negotiations mouth. <laughs> <laughs> with the label that we've been working with, Julian Records, 
and that took a good amount of time and uh what danny <laughs> no so we just t- it took a long time to release mind is a mountain we can go um, back for various reasons yeah. For, for many undisclosed circumstances <laughs> that are fine. That are fine. Just fine. In yeah. one of those yeah. situations. Um, this happened. It's no yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah. You said that on the microphone. I did. <laughs> 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 Some type of bird. <laughs> um, either from the beginning or from whenever anybody jumped in. What what is uh, What draws you all into playing music together? Like, what is it about this this group of people that you enjoy playing music and kind of, I know this is a, a dedication of time. Like, your band doesn't get as tight as you guys are without putting in the work, so. Well, I think I'm, yeah, first ahead. and foremost, like, we all like each other. And that's yeah. a big deal. I <laughs> yeah, mean, sure. as you know, like, as you, we heard, uh, Sean and I have known each other since we were 16, so mm. love him. <laughs> Seven years. Forever. Yeah, we're very young. <laughs> and Nate is, you know, now my husband, so I enjoy him. And Danny and Angie are super fun and wonderful to hang out with. So I think there's that communal sense of we really enjoy each other, and I think we make really great, creative, interesting music together, so it's twofold. I think the fun. the biggest part of us getting along and and um, enjoying each other is that we're all super silly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's a really ridiculous group of people to hang out with, um, which doesn't come across on stage as much, I don't think, as it does just in the van on the way to. I a think city it does. Or, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if like the goofiness necessarily comes across on stage, but you can always tell that you guys are having a fucking blast. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's good. yeah. and, yeah. and uh, yeah, just the brief interactions I've had with you all like before shows, you can definitely tell that you're good. Very goofy with one another, <laughs> yeah. just like kind of always fucking around, and it's very much seems to be like this family band. Yeah, mentality. this band is very yeah. familial and like. I don't know. I've always felt really comfortable with everybody and like everything I feel like music wise and just like conversationally has been really easy with this band. I feel like I've, I've been in a lot of other projects where like you're really forcing things and like, you know, you may or may not be excited to invite people to the show cause you're not quite sure how it's going to be, yeah. you know, but that's never been the case with this band. Like it's always been a lot of fun. It's always been, you know, like a family band. So it's great. Uh, prior to that, uh, drunken night in the kitchen before mm-hmm. you all started singing songs together. Did you, were you aware that one another was playing music or anything like that? I wasn't aware of Juliet being involved in music at all at that time. I don't know. Were you aware? I mean, I knew a little bit that you were doing music and you played guitar and sang and, you know, but yeah, we didn't know too much about each other's backgrounds right. in terms of music. Yeah, that all started. Sean, what made you want to play with them initially, aside from the friendship that you have with Juliet? Was there like something about? Well, Juliet and I had been in a project prior. She was a backup singer for this country band that I was sort of like a like a hired bass player for. And then we had been talking about like probably like the year prior, like 2011, 10 into 11, like starting a soul band and kind of like put the Craigslist feelers out then, and it sort of floundered. And I was doing other music stuff, and and then. You guys knew each other. Nate and Juliet knew each other. And we'd met like a couple times. Nate and I had met a couple times. But it was like real acquaintancy, you know. And um, and then it just sort of came together, like timing-wise, like very early, early 2012. Had you heard any – did we make recordings of anything that you listened to or did you just come over? I just came over. I can't yeah. Yeah, I just came over. Second or third practice, he came over. Yeah. 
but but every like you were all on the same page as far as wanting to like make this this soul music like something people that could yeah, groove that and like time, kind of what, feel. We, yeah, 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 it was all about like getting people to like actually move and dance and have yeah. fun. And um, we all had a really a love and respect for old soul music, and I wanted to kind of get that fire going. Um, yeah, and that was like really popping then too. I mean, that was like the height of like that retro neo soul kind of thing was really. There are a lot doing of music well then. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. You know, it's like a throwback. It's yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just like I always liked the Motown stuff. I got a bunch of my mom's old Motown records, and then like like Black Show Lewis, like we went saw him, and like yeah. Sharon Jones, like all those bands were coming. Mm-hmm. Or uh, someone, King Con and the Shrines is like one yeah. of my personal faves. Lee Fields and the Express. Yeah, 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 totally. And that, that was all like very much going. But then we got, you know, we just had a a Barry Sax player. You know, so we didn't have this like slamming horn section right. to, to fall back <laughs> right. on. So we kind of like. And the music we were writing didn't necessarily fall right in that like genre specific um, niche, you know, which I think is cool personally. I think that we've grown to very much embrace that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just embrace the, where the music takes us. Yeah. Say mm-hmm. yes to the mm-hmm. ideas and not necessarily yeah. be worried about where they fit. Totally. Not be mm-hmm. like, this isn't like, this doesn't fit the genre we are. Or we're trying to be. You yeah. Know? It's like, oh, this doesn't feel R&B enough mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I don't feel like we've ever said no to an idea. And that's kind of one of the reasons, one of the things that's, um, one of the thing that the things that's really, um, I feel like, f- shaped our sound is that we don't really say no to something based on, like, this sounds too much like a country song or this sounds too much like... Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit, you know, throwback yes. vibe. Yeah, we, we don't. Say, we, say <laughs> yes we, say yes. we don't limit, which is nice because it allows everyone, I think, to be creative and not feel like, you know, embarrassed or weird about bringing something into the band because we really do pull from a lot of genres and respect a lot of different types of music. So I think that that shows through. Well, yeah, I think on our new album, Deepest Light, uh, <laughs> it shows. Which is available now. Great plug, Danny. <laughs> Now I'm vinyl. Now I'm vinyl. You know, it, it, we pull from a lot of different styles on that album, and like I think for a while we really were wondering like how do we put this together? Like what kind of record is this? And then we're like, well, it's us. Like it's our record. You know, it's okay that we're playing a lot of different styles. And I feel like um, since we've done that, like I, I feel like people have gotten to maybe grasp like certain songs that they really like or that mean a lot to them. Um, maybe they're not so into some other songs, but it seems like there's something on the record for like everybody, which is really mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it seems like people always have like a different opinion on what their kind of favorite track is, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, even trying to pick a few tracks for the the episode, like it was it was pretty difficult because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the the record like front to back, and I think it oh, all makes make, seems to like make sense together, it's, and there's yeah. definitely some some different feels in there that mm-hmm. I think shake things up a little bit but, yeah. it, but it all feels like very cohesive good to me that's good, good yeah. I mean, <laughs> like Danny was saying when we set out to make this this record we were like what yeah what is this going to sound like how does this all fit together which and which of these songs will fit together so we did have a list of songs to pick from and um, Raymond mm-hmm. Richards our producer helped us just by giving us moral support and saying like doesn't matter like you are you your voices will be on it mm-hmm. and it's it's your music it will fit together you know um but i feel like that taking the leap of faith with that and taking the leap of faith with our cover art um was kind of all in the same 
this, the same sort of um, vein of just taking a risk and just do it just to be us, you know, just being us without apologizing or explaining ourselves yeah. too much. Let us be yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, next record. Let us be us. Let us be what, let us. What do you mean in the sense of uh, like speaking of, of the, the cover of the album, which is um, beautiful? Very Thank cool. you. Yeah, yeah, the um cover is a picture Thank of you. It's of Nate. Yeah. <laughs> it's Nate. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's Nate in his third it's trimester me, of pregnancy. It's like, <laughs> I shaved my bed. Did a lot of prosthetics <laughs> and a wig and very expensive. Some pretty beautiful prosthetics. No, you can answer though what you were saying about that. Um, I think we as a band, when we first saw that image, we had a lot of other ideas for for cover art. Um, we had talked about a lot of different mm -hmm. things. Angie had some cool ideas. We played around with some things. We did some like uh, projecting images into photos. We um, we had some cool ideas. But then Juliet had this shoot for her, a maternity shoot with a friend of ours, um, Lindsay. Yeah, a friend's a friend of mine, um, Lindsay Rickert's a photographer, and we were like, let's just go take some fun maternity shots, and um, we ended up doing those. And when we saw them, it was like, let's. These are really kind of resonates a lot with like the themes themes of this album. And so when we showed it to everybody, everyone was like on board, which was mm -hmm. awesome too. Yeah. Cause I just yeah. thought it was a not only resonated with the themes, but it was just a stunning image. Yeah, well, yeah, a striking image. Something that I sure. feel like people need to see more of and we need to embrace as a culture is that the the beauty of the you know, the beauty of the sacred feminine and um and birth and not like you know, focusing on pictures, of images of violence, and mm -hmm. and yeah, just kind of uh, you know, just just really acknowledging how crazy it is that people come out of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, and it's powerful. It's, yeah. it's a powerful yeah. thing. It's insane. It's yeah. The most powerful thing we know of on this planet, you know, is that we continue to create more people. Like she made a little baby that we love to <laughs> talk to. You know, I did made a little baby. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> um, anyway, so when we all when, when the whole band saw it, we were all like, "Yeah, let's let's go for it." But I, we did have people who were like, "I don't know that you might like kind of pigeonhole the record or people because people often it'll come across a record st station's desk and they'll look at the image and they won't play the record at all be based on the image." Um, so there, we did ha hear some concerns about that, but I don't feel like any of us thought twice. We just went with it because mm -hmm. we, it felt right. Yeah, is the mentality kind of like behind something like that? Just kind of like, all right, well, the people that are gonna like brush over this, those are the people we don't really give a shit about anyway, or like we don't like need those people on board with what we're doing anyway. Like, I think it was more like we're just going to put this out to the universe and see mm -hmm. see what we get back and we yeah. are putting out like our own like honest yeah. um yeah. album out there. And yeah, I mean some people are going to like it, some people are going to hate it, some people are going to judge it just by the album cover and not even listen to it. And so yeah, that that's that's their deal, but the people that want to listen to it and the people that want to hear us, they're going to listen to it and I think they're going to be moved. So Yeah. yeah. Well said, Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah buddy. Uh, on our new album, Deepest Light. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Where's that available again? <laughs> you can Everywhere. look at that cover image. Right now. We definitely want to focus more on the positive side of that. We're not like people yeah. who don't who look at it and judge it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's their you know, deal. That's yeah. their yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, we were stoked on the image, so that's why we went with we it. We just liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we thought it was beautiful. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Right on. Um, 
how long was it before Angie that you started singing with uh uh yeah that was a little longer too that was in the studio that was that in was the studio, in the studio for, for mine is a mountain, is a mountain <laughs> i think yeah. or maybe just before that when we were mm-hmm. starting t- where we were writing to the wild i think um well, i remember when sun little asked you sun little producer album fantastic yeah. artist in his own right but he asked you if you sang as well because he's like you play these two other instruments and you're like I, I can try well I, i've always en- enjoyed singing but i've never really thought of myself as a singer and so um but it's been really fun and exciting and i enjoy i love harmonizing i you know mm-hmm. i don't consider myself like someone who's gonna s- be a lead singer but um yeah i really enjoy that part of the band and find great parts it's taking some time yeah yeah sing, sing them well i think <laughs> it really balances spot. out nate and juliet's voices because they both are like have such strong voices yeah. very powerful voices and Angie's voice just really helps round out the sound, like Nate was just saying, um, without like overpowering like what they're doing. And yeah, I, I think that's really helpful for harmonies. And I mean, going back to like this album, I think that was kind of the one cohesive message across our album was like harmonies. Like that's how our album is going to kind of come yeah. together right. is with with three part harmonies. So we feature that a lot on the album. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that's the most powerful thing that seems to happen, like within the live show and and just on the records and stuff. Like, there's, I don't know, there's something very communal in the mm-hmm. in the harmonies and just voices together. Yeah, yeah. 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 To yeah. see it perform live is is very cool and and just like I don't know when you guys are playing a song like, uh, to the wild where you just start yeah. off with that acapella. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's that's super. Like just draws people in right away. Mm-hmm. You know? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank and you. I've seen you play that as like an opener song a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. think that's such a rad way to open up a set, just to be like, all right, yeah, just we can sing it. We can sing it. This is about to happen. It gets people's Strap attention in. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 as it should. Yeah, yeah. as it should. Um, what was that experience uh, working with Sun Little? Like, I, I know mm-hmm. you you worked with that that record, and um, like, yeah. how did that even happen? That was awesome. Yeah. Well, was we ended up. Um, we saw Sun Little perform at Pickathon uh, a couple years prior to him producing the album and just kind of spoke with him casually, really loved his music, was super inspired um, by his music and meeting him. And so I had just gotten in touch with him and kind of had a back and forth and would send him music we were working on, just like iPhone recordings. And it would took about, I don't know, probably about a year of kind of talking with him and scheduling and different things. But we ended up making it happen. He had like three days between touring mm-hmm. and came out here and we knocked out those four songs in three days. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was an exciting experience. It was fast. It, and he really added a lot of his like very cool trademark kind of sounds in producing and um I mean, overall, really enjoyed working with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He really broke down the songs, mm-hmm. and that has, I mean, broke them down in terms of the um, arrangement. Yeah, and I think we, Yeah, I think we think about the way that that we broke it down with him in, in the way that we're, like, working on arrangements now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think definitely. that in itself is almost just, like, here's a class in, like, how to kind of construct a song, and we've definitely taken that forward, and yeah. I feel like we feel a lot more confident in... Just songwriting right. together with from that. There are also some really cool moments in that whole, like um, some pretty surreal moments. Danny, you mind if I share a moment you and I had? Mm-hmm. Um, so Angie 
had no, not really sung with us before, so she's in in the vocal booth <laughs> singing some backup vocals. Juliet's in there, and and Aaron, son Little, yeah. they're all in the booth singing. And I look over at Danny, and he's kind of like, whoa. And he has headphones on. He's listening to a Roots track that Aaron sings on. And then we're looking into the room, and both of our partners are in there singing with Aaron. It was like, it was a really cool moment. We're both yeah. like, what? It's cool. <laughs> yeah. like, this is you happening. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are the fun moments. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Where you're just like, I don't think anybody else understands what's happening right <laughs> yeah. now yeah. in yeah. my life. Well, but. I was like, I was also like doing a final for a grad school class like at the <laughs> time. And I was just like, this is so surreal yeah. right now. Like yeah. having to like focus on like one thing, but then also like I'm in this crazy moment. I need to like sit yeah. here and enjoy it. Like it's pretty wild. Right on. Well, I know we're talking a lot about Divas Light, but I definitely encourage people to go back and check out that that EP you did with Sun Little because there's some some great jams on there. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, um, but uh, yeah, we were talking harmonies, so maybe we uh, we can jump into uh, Faint Outline, which Sounds I think good. is like mm-hmm. a good, yeah. great representation of those harmonies. And, yeah, uh, they're, they're all the way through the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, let's jump into this one. This is uh, Faint Outline from the this light record
looking for the face behind the disguise Looking for a faint outline When I go back down the road behind When I'm looking back with different eyes Have I lost something I thought harmonies all throughout that song so killer but i think that that song like specifically this record sounds amazing like thanks like sonically it's it's so good um yeah when you it gets about halfway through the song and you start doing that string line Mm -hmm. that comes in so beautiful and just but uh yeah i just i just feel like this whole record is um just kind of raises the bar on on like rock and roll kind of records that are coming out of this city. Like I think it's that's amazing to hear. Thank you. Like it's so <laughs> enjoyable to listen through, and everything cuts through so so well, and just all the tones are so dialed in. And I don't know. There just seems like there's so much more feel on this record than there has been ever. Maybe on the recordings. Yeah. Do you do you mm-hmm. feel like this is the closest thing? that kind of captures the energy of what this band does live? Definitely. Yeah. So far. I think we came in really wanting it to have a full band sound and yeah. really let the drums and the bass come through um, just to feel like a really full volume thing because when we're playing as a band, like we can be loud where, you know, it's not laid back a lot of the time. Some of the songs are. Um, and so we really had that intention. I think that Raymond did a great job of helping us kind of achieve that and fill out our sound. Yeah, I think we're very confident like in our live shows and we definitely wanted to portray that in the album too. Um, you know, a lot of times when you go see a band, there's like a drop off between either the album or the live show, vice versa. And we wanted to just make something that that translates, you know, either from the album to our live show. And I, and I think it definitely does. At the same time, I don't I don't like personally going to shows where the, a band plays the exact yeah exactly like the recording like from the record you know it just sounds exactly the same I love I love that people can be that polished and we can we can pull that off sounding very close to the recordings but I like live shows have a different feel to them you know they should have a little bit more grit and maybe some variations yeah mm-hmm. um, for sure here and there yeah. But we definitely wanted to get something more polished out of this record, I mm-hmm. feel like, um, while also offering us a little bit of leeway to to do some different things when we do these things live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
just as far as like maybe playing some different parts live, as far like yeah, improvising I mean some solos and, and things of that nature? Or not as much improv- improvisation necessarily, but some of the ways that we arrange things to play them live from this record offer a little bit more room to, um, for, for instance, um, Peachtree, the last song on the record, we have that song extends for a long period of time at the end of, when we, pl- when we do end shows with that, mm-hmm. we extend it pretty long and we have had crowds sing along with us on the last lines. Yeah, it becomes full feels, band. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's a full band song too, mm-hmm. which it's, it isn't, isn't on the recording. Um, so, and I love that. To me, being able to do that and, and still have that rec- the recording, which is, I love the way the recording sounds. It's really intimate. That song is beautiful, um, man. That, thank you. Yeah, thank that you. vocal take rips. Like, thank you. That was so just me good. and an acoustic guitar, and, and it went okay. <laughs> I think that's why it's cool, though. That was a great that's, that's the way I wanted it to be. It's just yeah. really raw. And, um, but it's so much different when, when drums and bass and voices come in. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like it takes that song in a different to a different place you know yeah and it's rad for anybody that's like really into the record and and has heard that song a bunch and then they come see you live and all of a sudden there's this new version of it i think right it's it's very cool we haven't heard from anybody that's happened to yet (laughs) (laughs) well we've only played it i'll get some calls as we've just released (laughs) we have time i'll try to track down a couple of those people that attended (laughs) and i'll I'll ask them (laughs) did you love singing along what did you think of jerry's on april 7th at doug fur do you remember (laughs) that and special breed we play differently when we play it live um anything what are the other ones that we change up a little bit um leave me oh yeah yeah Yeah. leave me i mean that was definitely the hardest track on the album just in Mm -hmm. general it took about two years for us to uh write it and and get it get it out on the record three years Mm -hmm. nathan's telling me three years i I lost lost i looked back at the first um, oh my gosh the first demo i made and it was it was three yeah we definitely like to call that the white whale for a while and um yeah, Raymond kind of helped us kind of imagine how it could be um, with this um, drum track, this like 80s kind of electronic um, clave kind of beat. Um, and so we really had to think like, how do we want to do this live? And um, I don't know, after after we heard the recording, like once it was once it was all done, I felt like the live version actually that like came together more than it yeah. ever yeah, had. Definitely. You know, um it, it definitely gave us some ideas on how to how to work it and I think it sounds great now. I think it's a really powerful live song now when before maybe uh, I wasn't so confident that it could be. You weren't so so sure. Zero confidence. Like, I don't think this is really going to happen. Take this out of the set. We all all had our moments with it. Yeah. 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 We've since harpooned it, though. Yeah. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) We got it. Um, when When you're recording these songs or putting them together as far as the arrangements, are you are you thinking about how they're going to translate live in like at that time, or are you just kind of letting the recordings be what they are and, and layer them up how you see fit and don't really worry about how it's going to work itself out live later. I think we, I think, yes, we approached it not really worrying too much about, um, the live side of things, but, um, there were some moments when we talked about how are we going to replicate this? Mm -hmm. We all were just like, we're just going to do the way that we do it live. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. also yeah. we don't have a keys player, somebody playing organ or 
mm-hmm. Farfisa or anything with us. <laughs> Angie <laughs> can't play sax and violin play. at the she's same time. Yes. Yes. Not, I cannot play, I cannot play <laughs> piano. She's, she's working on it. But we didn't have too much concern for that, I don't feel like. You know, we, yeah, I, we just I, really wanted to make that a, it a solid mm-hmm. recording and have it yeah. layered. And no, no, you're good. And I think the energy that we put forth live really kind of makes up for any like possible instrumentation that we're missing. You know, compared to the compared to the album, I I, I don't think it's lacking at all. But I mean, we didn't really. Like we definitely wanted to be able to replicate it, but we weren't going to let a, that s- stop us from getting a track that we we wanted. And ha- it having the instrumentation exactly, that we were yeah. yeah. On it. So we, I mean, we ended up bringing on a couple people um, to do a couple tracks mm-hmm. on the album, like a, a Barry Sax um, at one point, tenor or alto mm-hmm. or tenor. S- tenor, sorry, um, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that really helped round out the sound. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel Ray- like live we're missing yeah. that. Right. Oh. Raymond plays uh, pedal steel yeah. mm-hmm. on a few songs too. Yeah. I play yeah. I play a bunch of keys throughout a pump organ too on the last song, um, which we can't drag that around with us and play <laughs> live. Well, why don't you play guitar um, and keys at the same time? If I could play a pump organ <laughs> a guitar with one hand, I would totally do that. <laughs> I think you need to take a class by Getty Lee or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just all rush. hammer on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play with your feet, you know, yeah. all that. Dude from Def Leppard played with one arm. <laughs> yeah, and drum, on, So yeah. you can figure yeah. it out, Nate. I know, you guys. Nate's just being <laughs> lazy at this point. So. Def Leppard. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the only reference I had. Sean. I don't know any other like I don't know a lot of one arm musicians, and that was the one that popped up. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it Lefty, the guy downtown Portland? He died though. Oh, um, oh. anyway, not to derail his whole thing. Is that why he's called <laughs> Lefty? Talking about Lefty, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Lefty, who he like played? He was missing his arm after and He played with like a like a metal thing that had a pick on it, and then uh, he would like. Oh, that's great! Oh, that's wild. Yeah, he was like a staple in downtown Portland for a long time. He died a few years ago. Shout out Busker. to Lefty. Yeah. Sean's a local yeah. historian. I'm not yeah, sure if exactly. you're aware. Ooh, I should do a podcast with Sean so I can get my uh, proper education. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you don't know Lefty? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean also does a Shanghai Tunnel ton- uh, yeah, tours yeah, yeah. on the side. <laughs> a lot of interesting things. Wait, what? Those Are tours. those sanctioned tours? <laughs> yeah, loose, you know. <laughs> They're under the table. Yeah. Hey. Portland's first Airbnb. Cash on the barrel head. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the length it took to to get that one song dialed in. Mm-hmm. Is that is that true of like a lot of the songs on no. the record or a lot of them? No, and no. that was it's not like we were working at it tirelessly yeah, every yeah, yeah, practice. Sure. It was just been kind of out there. Yeah, it was one that was like on the fringes that we always wanted to like get yeah. right. And I, I completely disagree. <laughs> no, we came back to <laughs> Let's it. See what this we came back a lot. To we did. I kept we bringing did. it back because I love this song. I kept yeah. bringing it back. Um, this is, and we've had this on our board like several. We use these big. I'm pointing at a big blue I'm, post I'm in that the, right now. I'm in your practice space, <laughs> right. your rehearsal space. Yeah, which is very big, cool. Big uh, blue post-it notes that we've crossed things out and moved things around on, and we went through a couple of those for this. This we song. did. We, we, I, yeah, agree. I mean, it wasn't like we would get together every week and try to right. work on that That's song. What I'm saying it wasn't like three years of actively trying right. to like. Oh, but some song. of the songs <laughs> have come together really quickly, or yes. a lot of times maybe Nate will bring a more complete idea that we kind of work off of so it really depends or then with like Peachtree Nate doesn't let us hear it until the (laughs) studio and says you got to trust me on this one well that was an exception though I mean 
So the deal with that song is I wrote it and I wanted Juliet to hear it for the first time after it had been recorded. And I sent you guys, I actually sent you guys a, a demo of it. <laughs> sure. You guys. Go back through your emails. Yeah, he yeah, sent exactly. the demo, obviously. We don't read our emails. <laughs> but I did You're ruining the story, Nate. <laughs> that wasn't on the Slack. <laughs> Just trying to punch it up a little bit. Is that what's <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I asked, I asked basically to, mm-hmm. for you guys to trust me and, and, you know, if you thought it w- could work, right? I think I did. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's a good thing it worked out. Yeah, yeah. And it worked out. We <laughs> recorded it. Angie came up with this beautiful sax line that's really breathy, and I really, really love it. Um, it's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, and then Julia got to hear it after it was all done. I did. Yeah. I didn't get to hear any sort of inklings about it, but it was beautiful and very exciting to have a surprise of that song. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody. <laughs> Is that is the uh, yeah? As far as like putting the tunes together, is it is it usually you, Nathan, like bringing like a general idea to it the depends. band, or is it? I know I know you all said that you know everybody's ideas are are welcomed and everything. Right. Like, yeah. Typically, is it? It really depends. Okay. Um, there are a number of songs on this record that I wrote on my own and from different ideas, but there are things like uh, break. And um, I want, I want it back. Mm-hmm. That came from like riffs that Sean. Both of those, I think, were riffs that Sean came up with outside of rehearsal and brought, and we kind of played around with and jammed on. And then I took re- we take iPhone recordings from rehearsals, and then I'll go and write to those things. And and Juliet, Juliet has both of those songs wrote some of. I wrote all of Break, all of Break and I wrote half of I Want It Back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quite a bit of those songs. Uh-huh. Then. Yeah. yeah, quite like a that. bit. <laughs> will the Will the um, two of you like bounce lyrics off of each other or anything like that? Or are you? Yeah, you I mean, we used to do a lot more like writing together, which we're trying to kind of get back to that. Um, but often, too, if Nate's working on lyrics, like he'll share them with me, or we'll run past things, and I'll kind of you know give my tweaks or ideas, and we'll kind of shape it from there. But yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it happens in many different ways, I guess. We also um, have, you know, we start rehearsals slash end rehearsals with just kind of free playing together and messing around with stuff. Um, and that's resulted in some cool ideas mm-hmm. that have turned mm-hmm. into songs. Um, I can't think, What are, is there a song on this record that came from one of those? We'll have not. to think on it more. There's a few, there are a few in the works. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, there are yeah. a few in the works right now that yeah. came from rehearsal. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Every, every All the songs seem to kind of each have their own awesome moment, which is like, I don't know. There's a moment on each track that I seem to like kind of look for. Oh, or that's like awesome. Look forward to. Like on Sister Cities, it's just like when you start belting out like, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Man, I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget. He does it. He does it much better. Nate, do that. Yeah, I'll do it much track better. Live, that was so cool to watch you like recording that. Record the 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 part that ended up on the album. That was that was super cool. It was definitely one of those moments where like you knew like that's the one. Yeah. Like, I hit it. <laughs> uh, we don't need to look at other ones. That that's it. It's funny, you guys, because I tear I tear vocals to to pieces, and I'm like, nope, don't like that part. See, that's a little pitchy. That mm-hmm. that pace is wrong, or like I mispronounced that word slightly. Mm-hmm. But when the feeling is in in it, then that's what is the biggest thing for me. You so know? you're a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Danny. <laughs> Zing. 
Can anybody like speak to because like I think well, I think one of the things that you all do so well is there is like a technical tightness to the live performance that is like great, but there's still so much feel. Like how how are you accomplishing that with like not sucking the energy out but still being so tight as a band? I don't know. I think it really comes to like how long we've been playing together. Like we really have that kind of connection where we can like kind of feel things out without maybe verbally like saying something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we all really enjoy music as well. Like, and, and like seeing shows. And I think we, you know, take a lot of things that we see and like try to produce like the energy Mm -hmm. that we see on stage from other people. Um, But yeah, that's a tough question. I think we've developed some ways of communicating on stage that are less about like talking and more about like uh, nonverbal stuff. It's a mm-hmm. lot of eye contact. Yeah, deep eye contact. Sometimes eye unnecessarily. Contact. <laughs> We've been doing these breathing exercises yeah, before shows recently that have helped a lot. Mm-hmm. That's actually yeah. not a joke. That's not yeah, a joke. No, no. Just <laughs> dialing in. No, we right? actually do. It's it really does. Yeah. It does yeah. help. I've actually, actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's me nice. too. Yeah. A moment of calm. Yeah. yeah. You guys just all get together and just. Yeah, yeah we just all breathe. Mm-hmm. Take what five. Don't give away all the secrets. I feel like that's like like anything you do within that realm is like a group of people walking out on the stage, like just having that intention to do something mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to like set an energy or a tone yeah. or yeah. just like get everybody mm-hmm. relaxed and everything kind of dial us all end onto the same wavelength and and mm-hmm. connect us to each other for a moment before we go out and it's really easy to get in your head and get disconnected from the other people yeah, you're playing sure. with you yeah know? and that's what we we try to avoid the most we yeah. want to yeah. stay connected yeah. and stay listening and mm. not just doing what you do you know yeah I, I mean, think that's what helps give it energy and give it feeling. Those are the mm-hmm. shows that feel good, you know, mm-hmm. the ones where we're like, yes, you're communicating with each other and yeah. listening and feeling things out and and communicating what the songs are about, too. You know, there's some pretty heavy subject pieces of subject matter that we we try to deal with at times. So, yeah, just dialing everybody in. But yeah, the record's great. It's amazing. Thanks, man. Uh, Thank you. And in, like speaking to the dynamics of it, like I think uh, if I can, you know, find something here, uh, just like and I want it back. Like I think that's such a cool display. Yeah. Thank you. Of uh, like your skills as a percussion player and just yeah, you and Sean just working as a rhythm section and that is is super super great. And Thank you. That just like has this weird like I don't know like sixties dark jammy <laughs> vibe to it. Yeah. I feel I, I don't I don't know why I'm re, like think of this the every time I listen to that song. Um you're a family band. I feel like you're all like familiar with that thing you do. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a scene in that movie yeah. where they're like going between all the cities yeah. and like Jimmy the lead singer is starting to hang out with that older woman that's on tour and stuff and I feel like that song be perfect right there. <laughs> I want to do a montage scene. Yeah, I just want to do a overdub. I want to do an overdub. Like, get ahead, overdub. Put that on YouTube, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do a montage <laughs> scene with, with that song. That I, was another cool moment in yeah, the studio. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably my favorite moment from recording was, was that song here in the playback when we finished up the song and then that, like, 
that bridge part where it's like yeah da, 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 da. yeah like the big big part we just like all started like dancing in this in the yeah. uh, in the room and it was it was great really feeling yourselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> just having fun like yeah it makes you well, it's just a fun of... it's a fun song especially there like you know the yeah. energy is huge and mm-hmm. that's been fun to like reproduce live too i feel like people really feel that energy and i mean they do such a great job, Nate and Julia. Yeah, do such a great job with the vocals there too. Like, it's great. It's great. It's such a that song to me. That's what I think one of my favorites on the record, and it's because of the like juxtaposition of theme and sound. It's a fun sounding song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's 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 exciting and like. Uh, it seems like a fun song to play live. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. a, a cathartic one. song because mm-hmm. it has that big moment where it's like. You kind of want to jump up and down, but it's about like losing touch with somebody you're in love with and and losing, um, you know, all the all the good stuff and and wanting it back, wanting that the thrill of getting together back, you know. So it's like a super kind of sad and mournful. (laughs) Or there's hope to it too. I think that that's like a yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's exciting about the song. But yeah, it is like the theme versus like the feeling of the song there's mm-hmm. a juxtaposition right. but that yeah makes it fun i think there's a fun vibe to it but i also do like i did pick up like a little bit of the darkness yeah on it too like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a i don't know feels a little psychedelic in yeah. some ways like <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a trip bad mm-hmm. bad trip good trip i like that. <laughs> um yeah was there like a different mentality behind going into the studio with this batch of tunes that kind of Carried over from in terms of psychedelia. No, just uh, well, you know, any yes, any we that took is welcome. we microdosed <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> microdosed, you did it wrong. I don't know no, how much <laughs> how much is a microdose? <laughs> like you said, you you definitely like you all learned some stuff from being in the in the studio with Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would imagine some of that carried over a little bit, but. Uh, definitely pre-production was far more involved and we we came in a lot more prepared. I mean, with with Sun Little, we literally broke down some of the songs on the first of three days and then put them back together and Mm -hmm. recorded them Mm -hmm. all in the three days. And it was... In studio. It was was definitely like a sprint. Crash course. Yeah. And I mean, it was great that we got that, but this was much more of just like a marathon of like creating the songs getting them to where we want them. I mean, still doing pre-production work. I mean, Raymond came out and, and worked through some of the songs with mm-hmm. us a couple of times, which was invaluable. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I feel like we went into it a lot more prepared of, like, what the situation was going to be and, like, how we were going to accomplish it. How the songs were going to be structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The ideas of what other instrumentation we were, kind of were thinking about, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were we were much better prepared. I feel like, and we had more time, and we we really yeah. we we had ended up having three sessions of recording, like across a few months, um, to kind of put it all together. So I so think total, that I don't even remember. Do you remember how many days? How many days? Business manager. I feel like it was like ten. Ten altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It, really, yeah. not that much more time. Considering, I guess per song, but yeah, just having some breathing room in terms of the time. Yeah. Right on. Well, um, yeah. we did have the same approach, though. Sean, like most of what we record, Sean and Danny and I will do the basic track live mm-hmm. together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that always is the foundation, and 
that wasn't any different for this record. I don't think we overdubbed any of no. the basic. Not no. not no. that much. No. I really like getting to record like that. I think we get to capture some of the live sound when we record yeah. all of those tracks together rather than doing isolation. Yeah, for the, layered, the layered cake is not my preferred approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like so important to, for it to, you know, do whatever suits the project, you know, but mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. Uh, it just does seem like there's a different like energy and feel to the stuff that gets live tracked like that, mm-hmm. especially like with the drums and the bass. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I always appreciate that as well. Mm. It really ties the room together. <laughs> <laughs> that rug. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool too. Cause we got, we were all the studio besides, which is, which is no longer a studio. Really? Yeah. It's not open. Anymore. I missed that. Yeah. That Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool place. We, the three of us, got to look at each other while we were mm-hmm. playing those. Yeah. You know, nice. so I could look in and see if Danny had a certain expression on his face. Then he did not want to keep that take, <laughs> or you know, yeah. No, I, I mean, or I Sean know. would just throw things at me because we were right across mm-hmm. the room from each other. <laughs> Pretty easy. I mean, talking about like going back to like live show too. Like, I mean, we use a lot of eye contact. Like a lot of just like like looking at each other and like really feeling where each other's at. So like getting to do that uh, for, for the recording really, I think helps help solidify like the live sound mm-hmm. on there too. So that was great. Lots of eye contact, <laughs> all the eye contact, all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I appreciate the music you y'all are making Thanks, very man. much. I'm, I'm also Thank like you. a big fan of this kind of retro R and B revival, which has been so cool to see that kind of hit again and mm-hmm. like i'm a big fan of like duran jones and the indications mm-hmm. and, yeah and and charles bradley of course and oh, like yeah. just everything in that in that realm so this stuff definitely uh i don't know it gives me the same feels like when i'm listening and watching so it's it's very cool that's good to hear and yeah thank you it's not really the same exact vein no it's not but it's like i think it has the the soul it's got yeah. the heart in it Good. Thank Maybe. you. Yeah. That's why we still, we, we tend to say Americana soul at this point, because I do think, yeah, we still carry that through that soulful yeah. part of it. So thank you. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> that, that dynamic seems like it's going to be forever changing is, mm-hmm. is if you just keep going with what you were saying, as far as just being open to ideas and not, yeah. you're like, Oh, this isn't rock and roll enough right. or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. I think you guys are a pretty kick-ass rock and roll band myself. Thanks man. <laughs> right. Thanks man. And the uh, next record is going to be all country. Perfect. (laughs) Progressive country. And gospel. Mm -hmm. And gospel. Um, Well, yeah, I I encourage people to check out the whole catalog. There's tons of music to check out online, and I will put all the links in the episode notes so people can follow you all on on the social medias and whatnot and just encourage people to go check out one of your live shows because I think it's a killer show to see in this city, and I know... You, you get out around to some different places too, so people should uh, keep up with y'all. Yeah, thank yeah, you, thank, thank you, you for all, yeah, all, all so the support and your support for Portland music scene too. Absolutely, man. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to get to do it, and I mean, I only get to do it because there's tons of great musicians and and music coming out all the time. And right. It's a little hard to keep up with, but yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I feel very fortunate to like get to hang out with like a band and sit down and talk to them about their music and then get to see them play music after. Cause yeah. I don't know. I've enjoyed seeing your sets in the past, like very much, but I feel like, you know, like the next time I see you, I will, uh, 
have had like this conversation and right. just like there's a little bit more of attachment to it and I don't yeah. feel like everybody gets to do that and right. I don't know it's a lot of fun just getting to like track down all my favorite Portland bands <laughs> and then people hit me up and are just like have you seen this band it's like dude I was just hanging out with them. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't listened to my podcast? <laughs> Dude, you see this? Anyway, I appreciate I appreciate your time. I know you have like yeah. band meetings to do and yeah, you know, all, that, all that jazz, babies to attend to. Yeah. <laughs> Little rock and roll babies. Plural? She's got, a baby. <laughs> she's got pipes already. <laughs> I'm telling Sean. you. Sean. She's playing with her voice lately too. She's like. Next record. The, she's yeah. like doing a breathing in thing where it's like. Ugh! <laughs> Inward singing, singing exactly. and rocking you all exactly. the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a circular singer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She's never fucking stopping. <laughs> Well, she's always fucking singing. Okay. Oh, you're good. You're all right. No, this can go on for as long. We can talk about your child for as long as you'd like. We can do a whole it's bonus a separate, episode. Separate podcast. Um, <laughs> Special Breed is my favorite track on the record. Thank you. Oh, thank We're going to play it out with that jam, but it is tradition that we end each episode of the podcast with the guests of the show saying the tagline, which is, it's a program. So if we could get the get ahead, it's a program all together, and then we can uh, properly sail this yeah. thing out. Yeah. All right. How do we, we want to do this on, on three? three? Yeah. Or, okay. It's a program. They nailed it. That's the get ahead. <laughs> a silent count in. That's how you know they're professionals. Um, nice work, Sean. Thanks so much for Good hanging. Counting. This is Thank so rad. Thanks, fun. And, uh, Thank you. Appreciate Super everybody fun. listening. That is the Jelly Jams. We're playing it out. We're a special breed off the Deepest Light record. And we will catch you on the flip side.
Sometimes it takes a sign to tell us exactly where we're at and who we are. It's a program.